0: Welcome to Brainstuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, Brainstuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. If you drive a car, or sometimes take cabs or lifts, or have ever been around cars, you've likely had at least a few frustrating or scary experiences with really bad drivers. You know, erratic merging or U turns, or casual disrespect for stop signs, speed limits, or pedestrian right of way. Or perhaps not disrespect, but ignorance of. In a 2011 study conducted by GMAC Insurance, nearly one in five drivers weren't able to pass a written test of basic driving knowledge, the sort that license applicants take. But even though most people passed, there were some glaring gaps in critical areas. 85% of those tested, for example, couldn't name the correct thing to do when approaching a yellow traffic light, and only one in four knew how to calculate the safe distance for following a vehicle. See the article version of this story at HowStuffWorks.com if you want to quiz yourself. Requiring experienced motorists to regularly demonstrate their competence isn't something that's ever been conducted on a widespread basis in the U.S., where some states didn't even require novice drivers to pass a road test until the 1950s. Only one state, Illinois, has a law mandating road skills tests for license renewals, and that's only for motorists who have reached age 75. New Hampshire once had a similar age-related testing requirement, but repealed it in 2011. Pennsylvania randomly selects a small sample of the state's 45 and older drivers and requires them to undergo additional medical and vision exams. Based on those results, they might have to take a driving test as well. Additionally, a handful of other states, Iowa, Missouri, Michigan, and California, allow officials to selectively require road tests for license holders whom they have reason to believe might be unsafe. We spoke via email with Andrea Henry, Director of Strategic Communications and Policy for the Iowa Department of Transportation. She explained that in her state, quote, drivers with valid licenses may be asked to demonstrate their driving ability prior to renewal due to changes in their health. This includes physical and mobility conditions as well as reduced vision and cognitive issues. While data on how many retests are conducted wasn't available, most of those drivers end up getting renewals anyway, though many have restricted privileges, such as a lower personal speed limit or daytime driving only. One obvious problem with regularly retesting experienced drivers, who numbered around 210 million in 2009, the most recent year for which Federal Highway Administration data was available, is that they'd have to get in line with all of those first-time applicants— That would create even longer lines of testing stations that already have their hands full coping with nervous adolescents struggling to perform complex maneuvers, like the dreaded reverse two-point turnabout without hitting those little yellow cones. A lot of those youthful licensed applicants end up coming back for retests themselves. As of 2011, in California, for example, 42.7% of applicants flunked the knowledge test, while 32% bombed out on the skills test— The worst knowledge test performance was in Missouri with a 61.4% failure rate while Maine's would-be motorists did the worst in driving skills with 40% not making the grade. And the U.S. generally has driving tests that are a lot easier than the ones used by the rest of the world, In the Canadian province of British Columbia, for example, would-be drivers have to undergo 45 minutes of testing on several different types of road. and also must verbally describe what specific road hazards are immediately beside their vehicles, one block ahead, and also behind them to test their awareness. There isn't a lot of evidence that additional testing over the years necessarily would improve safety on the roads. As the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety explains, studies have yielded conflicting results on the question of whether age restrictions reduced the rate of crashes. In Illinois, they did, but in New Hampshire, they didn't. The rate of injury-causing crashes per 100 million miles driven actually is highest among teenage drivers and then decreases and levels out for decades before starting to rise again slightly among people in their 70s and 80s that's not the pattern that you would see if many people saw their driving skills or knowledge deteriorate significantly in middle age. We also spoke via email with Jake Nelson, AAA's Director of Traffic Safety Advocacy and Research. He said, retesting, where if you fail the test, you lose the license, has been shown to have zero safety impact on the drivers involved, and it has been shown to reduce mobility by way of drivers voluntarily giving up their licenses due to fear of getting them taken away, rather than any legitimate concerns about their driving. There's no justification through data and research for testing or screening at a certain age. One Gary Biller, president of the National Motorists Association, which is a nationwide advocacy group, is similarly skeptical about the value of retesting experienced drivers. He said via email, Safety statistics consistently show that the accident rates of drivers 70 years of age and older are not much different than those in the 35- to 69-year age group. By contrast, drivers younger than 35 are at the highest risk of accident— that indicates a couple of things. One is that experience behind the wheel is one of the most important factors for safe driving. Another is that state requirements for the renewal of driver's licenses are reasonable. Those requirements vary state by state, but generally include more frequent relicensing and vision tests once a driver reaches 65, 70, or 75 years of age. But Biller does think there could be value in allowing officials the option of re-examining certain potentially problematic drivers. He said, There should be an objective process through which the licensing agency could be petitioned to do an evaluation of a given license holder, based on firsthand knowledge of family members, a law enforcement agency, or the courts. In fairness, there should also be an appeal process for the person who is in jeopardy of losing his or her license or having it restricted. That approach might offer some protection against the most clearly impaired, potentially dangerous drivers out there. But as for the drivers who violate the rules because they think they can get away with it, you're probably just going to have to continue to be wary of them. Today's episode was written by Patrick J. Kiger and produced by Tyler Klang for iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other topics that will absolutely let you merge if you're using your turn signal, visit our home planet, howstuffworks.com.